This week on Gaming the Podcast, we are talking Returnal and asking whether or not its form and style as a roguelike has been properly communicated to players given its premium price point. We delve into its design and what that means players are getting themselves in for within what is priced as a AAA experience. As ever, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Indie by Design. We are at Indie by Design on Twitter and on all other social media platforms. And you can also visit our website to check out the books that we've written on video games, their culture, their design, and their history. These include officially licensed works by Oddworld Inhabitants and Double Fine Productions. So do take a moment to check those out. Otherwise, that's all from me and on with the show. I've been playing a lot of Returnal recently. Um, and it's a game that I... I love it. I think it's an. I think it's excellent. I also hate it. Uh, it's it's work. It makes you work very hard. I think to see the best of it, and I think for a lot of people, it makes you work too hard. And I can see how people can definitely be put off by it. I I love it despite those things. Um, I enjoy it enough that I can overcome those those spikes of irritation and they're on a couple of different fronts for me because they are some of them are purely mechanical there's been issues surrounding patches and crashes and um the just the update system and the fact that you can't save and quit the game you have to put it into rest mode all of these very mechanical elements around the game have meant that it's immediately less accessible than a lot of other games and even that in itself is could be enough to put people off um and but on a more design focused level there's also just the the pacing of it the the unlock and the kind of the feedback cycle of it all of which means that you probably need to play the game for a long time before you start seeing any real progress and you might die many times having effectively achieved certainly in game effectively achieve nothing you've un- you haven't unlocked anything new you haven't found any new areas and that can be i can absolutely understand how that is a brick wall for some people that they're just going to run into and maybe once and be confused and maybe twice and get frustrated and just be like i'm i'm done with this but despite all that i, I can already see it's going to be a game that i put in a lot of hours in over the long term uh maybe not quite to hades 400 hours level but it's going to be it's going to be a long-term game for me now i've played probably at this point 25 30 hours of it um you've played not so much of that so i'm interested to see where our opinions differ on it and where they're the same and how kind of it feeds into the bigger picture of things like its price point it's how it's positioned as a as this first party next gen game and what it what all of that means so in a nutshell like what what's been your initial impressions of returnal as a just as a game experience kind of taking away some of the the external stuff but just as an actual game that you've played and have have or haven't enjoyed um yeah so in general i i like it i haven't played 25 hours i I like it um it's really tight so like the shooting like you expect it from a housemark game like the, the shooting is excellent the variety of weapons is excellent the jumping the dash the swords the uh exploration the sort of weird level quirks that kind of reveal themselves over time uh like the ways you get to like secret areas and stuff like that is is well made well designed um yeah and it's got that layering layering up effect where you can play through the same sort of sequences many times but kind of still up until a point keep finding new Mm. stuff um 
visually it's it's an odd one because it looks really nice. it's it's Mass Effect basically, isn't it? <laughs> um, it, it like like the her gear. Ma- Mass Effect with body horror. Like there's a certain yeah. amount of visceral like sound um, effects and nasty stuff that just makes you. Wince, yeah, makes but me it, wince. it reminds me so much of Mass Effect. The like the little the little blue circle. Even like not just the bigger stuff, but the little blue circles on doors when doors open. Even the sound effects on the doors when they open. Her armor mm-hmm. is just pure Mass Effect. Her her suit is like pure Mass Effect. Um, there's some Dead Space chucked in there as well. I think that's it. Reminds yeah. me of Dead Space at times, not in um, form but in visuals. So yeah, on a pure like these are the actions available to you. This is how they've been animated. This is what they do um yeah it's 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 fantastic like there's nothing uh i can really say that's bad about it from from that level i do find it pretty frustrating um Mm -hmm. when you die um it uh just want to throw the controller at the tv every single time <laughs> um and yep. i'm you know i love like the souls games and stuff but when you die in there in those games it feels like there's more meaning and you and you've always got a chance to get your stuff back so it's it, it feels fairer um whereas in this while there is a little bit that c- carries over and i find myself saving up the like mm. ether and keys and stuff um I don't really know why. I don't know what I'm waiting for, but because there's so little that I that carries over, I just feel like oh, I better save it for something that hopefully happens mm. in the future. Mm. Um, I think your weapon proficiency carries over as well, doesn't it? You get better each weapon as as time goes you, on. Yeah, you unlock um, overarching uh, weapon traits. You unlock, yeah. and they then when you pick up a weapon, it may have that trait that you had last time. Uh, yeah, so that that carries over, and the ether as the currency carries over. Yeah. Um, and then certain suit unlocks and stuff. Yeah, mm. but your your moment to moment artifacts and keys don't and there's so there's a lot of stuff that doesn't um and yes and that's i think one of the key points for me uh that it does make you work hard because certainly in the early hours you're not seeing enough i guess uh, to compare it to something like hades you can't like it would be nice to have that early acceleration of you just get a load of stuff you're unlocking things and then as over time that slows down and the unlocks get further and further apart and you don't really have that in Returnal. You have a a gradual unlocking of your understanding, but, you know, yeah. that's not enough I for think, a lot of people. Yeah, and I don't know if this changes in future, but uh, it doesn't have, for a 70, for a AAA game, it mm. doesn't have some of the bells and whistles that mm-hmm. Hades has. Like the, mm-hmm. the hub area, the little spaceship, yeah. is pretty barren. Like there's a couple of there's a couple of screens you can look at there, but it doesn't have the grandeur and like the constant like the progress sort of um, trophy room essentially yeah. is what the House of Hades is. It doesn't have that like I think that's one of the things that's frustrating about dying in Returnal, isn't that like oh I cocked it up and now I've died? It's like okay, fine, you died, you you weren't good enough on that bit, or you didn't plan it properly, or rushed it, or whatever um but there's no ceremony like when you die and start again mm-hmm. it's just die and then wake up in front of that same door and that same damp yeah. underground cave area the, the ruins um so it doesn't feel like a spectacle like death isn't a spectacle in it it's just like a sort of just a blunt erasing yeah. of everything that's just happened yeah and i remember talk- when we talked one of the times we talked about hades talking about how uh dying in hades 
the sting was taken out of that somewhat by the whole house of Hades construct that there would always be some inhabitants of it. Exactly. There'd always be something new to unlock. There'd always be something new, a new dialogue option. Perhaps you've unlocked a new weapon. There's, you know, you've earned currency of various forms that you can then spend on, you know, cosmetic stuff if you want to, or things that actually change the functional form of the dungeon that you're about to go into. And this absolutely doesn't have that. I would say, depending on how you're, you know, how much you're willing to interact with the, or not interact with, how much you're willing to buy into the whole construct of the game that that is very much by design that you are isolated you're on your own and it is like a the repetitiveness of it because that's what it can often feel like it just feels repetitive is intended to tie into some of the psychological stuff that happens as you progress yeah i've um, seen a couple of bits of, of yeah um, and you find your you find your previous corpses that of, yeah. are often accompanied by an audio log uh, and so you unlock stuff through that way. And probably the equivalent of the House of Hades hub area is probably the house mm. that you, the 20th century house that is on this, randomly on this alien planet in mm. some, somehow. The walking simulator part of Return. The walking simulator part and the, the slightly, you know, slight PT sort of horror is not to that extent by any means, but there's that. It's more like Gone Home to me. It's like that sort of. Right, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. There is, yeah, there's some stuff in there that's like a little bit uncomfortable or can be, depending on how far through you are. Um, That's probably the equivalent of that, but you're not starting there. And you're also only seeing more of that every few runs um, because you need to do certain things in the story to unlock that as well. So it is, and even in its very form of every run is a lot longer or potentially a lot longer than Hades is. Like Hades from start to finish in the strictest sense of from where you start to then beating Hades at the end of that run um, is maybe, you know, when you start, maybe an hour. And then you get that down to, well, I was getting it down to about 20 minutes. On Returnal, it's easily, I mean, I think my runs are averaging sort of two to three hours to get to World 4. And then you die. And if you haven't beaten the next boss to unlock the next Metroid-esque piece of equipment that then allows you to go back to previously visited areas and unlock new stuff then you there's not you're not carrying a great deal over and it's it's hard to you know on Hades it's like you die you restart or I, that's what I would do die and then restart or complete it and even and restart straight away another run returnal's a lot more you I die and then it's I have to, there's a big deep breath and a sigh and a do I have the energy right now to go through that again um it's more of a yeah so you what's need more of a run up <laughs> so what's the carrot on the stick then to simply progress further each time well for me it's been the the feel of the actual shooting like you mentioned the gameplay itself there's a element of perfection that there's once you get over the or once i got over the initial just surviving world one or biome one now becomes a how much do i want to engage in this biome to level my character up before i move on to the next area and there's a perfection element of building up your adrenaline as adrenaline as quickly as possible uh even to the point of building up to you know five and then if you get hit in the first couple of areas it's like shall i just restart the run There's, that mm. starts to come into it much more than it ever did for me early on uh, early on i was just exploring those systems and understanding how they worked and now it's like well i want a certain amount of adrenaline in order to get a certain amount of resources because that gets boosted and proficiency gets boosted as your adrenaline goes up um and so those those more 
gamey or mechanical decisions come into it yeah. to then push me further into the into the game to unlock both narrative stuff because there is some of that if not anywhere near as much as Hades and also there is still areas that I go to that I'm not equipped to deal with because I don't have the item I don't have you know at one at a certain point after I think the second boss you get a grappling hook for example and then you can start grappling around certain points that are fixed with lights that you can then grapple up to um like monster hunter like monster hunter yeah 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 i mean it sounds i think um yeah it's that mechanical aspect i I guess it's i guess it's par for the course with a house mark game i suppose but that Mm. mechanical aspect of okay uh, i'm five percent into my maximum my current maximum score my current maximum length of run uh but i'm already 20 percent off of my peak mm-hmm. performance mm-hmm. so i might as well just quit and start again and because you don't have many elements that carry over from run to run to run you don't get there's not as much reward simply as something like hades or or or, or whatever um other roguelikes um there's not as much reward or incentive i guess in simply playing through just to explore simply to see what's simply to see what's there simply to see what you might potentially uh experience that you haven't seen before or haven't done before uh and or take some of that onto your next run it does mm. it does come across to me as much more of a a high score affair essentially but without the high score element it's just like your perfection your high score is your distance yeah. it's i think it, it itches or scratches rather the same itch as hades does but that not all other rogue likes or lights do, which there's like a, there's definitely that high roll element. There's that, like that gambling feeling. There's that roll the dice. What am I going to get this time? What artifacts am I going to unlock? Oh, well, that one works really well with that one that comes up randomly. So, you know, that means I can, that, that it's the, the, it's not, they're not necessarily decisions that are being made, but it's points of interest or points of thought that come up with, okay, well, now I've unlocked X artifact. That means I'm really looking for this other thing, or I really want the thing that powers up my blade so I can get through this type of barrier because I've noticed that there's two of them in this in this biome. So it's very, I guess that is mechanical. It's very mechanical in the way it fits together, but that it's presented slightly differently each time. Um, and that, I mean, I know that that's been a sticking point for some people because it is, it's different each time, but not wildly like the you do get to know each room layout and you might come the exit and entrance might be in different places but you get to know each room quite well as you replay the particularly the first biome for example um but that is again part of it for me that it's you get you have the choice of whether you're going to interact with certain things am i just going to dash through this room assuming it's not in lockdown um, or am I going to take some, take some time to farm these resources? Am I going to go into this containment field area that you have to you have to break a lock on a door to get into it, knowing that this is going to be give me some high rewards? But yeah, I'm like, where am I at the moment? How's my health? How's my adrenaline? So it's those it's those bits that I like that it makes me think about stuff. Ra- Although as much as I'm kind of on autopilot, I'm like I da- I run around a hell of a lot more I sprint a lot more in that first biome than I ever did originally I was walking around like you know taking my time very methodically first of all 
and now and but then that leads into other things a bit like reminds me a bit of the souls games where if you're rushing you will absolutely die to some really stupid thing you might even run through an exit into the next area and fall down a hole because you a gap not a hole but a, a you know crevasse because you aren't paying enough attention or there's particular enemies that cause particular problems because you're trying to just get through them and yeah they'll they'll sort of exploit that that rushing uh you know more hasteless speed kind of thing they'll they'll exploit you just rushing through something and so it there's despite the fact that the reward isn't very the rewards aren't very frequent in terms of what you carry over from one run to the next i'm still being i'm still in a little mini loop of constant decision making and that is its own reward for me on occasion quite often it's Oh, I, you know, oh, this enemy comes up. I'm definitely going to get hit. He's definitely going to take away my adrenaline. Oh, actually, I got through it and dealt with it in a certain way. And, you know, and that feels good. There's like a little endorphin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so- it's a, it's a game that you, I, I feel like you really have to buy into and want to get into. It's not a game that's going to work really hard to, to reward you or to keep your attention. And yeah. so that's why, you know, I understand that people are just going to be like, I don't need this really. Um, which when tied into the mechanical stuff of how the way that you have to put it into rest mode rather than being able to just save and quit. Like, you know, I'm not pretending that I agree with all of the, the way that it's been done. And I don't even really understand some of it. Like Hades, you could save and quit. I don't honestly, perhaps there's an easy explanation, but I don't understand why you can't save and quit Returnal. Uh, because the idea that you could just reload it if you die doesn't it because you couldn't do that in Hades it's just not a thing so it's odd I don't know like you don't need to be able to access that save on a menu you just need to be able to save and quit so that you can go and play a different game even um, because it limits how because you're doing such long runs it limits how you can interact with it it's like there is no I'll just stick return on for an hour while I'm you know waiting for friends to come online or something um, because you can only put it into rest mode, so there's no oh, way yeah. to save and, your and progress. Doing in that just way. an hour run and dying on purpose at the end when yeah. your friends come online isn't going to isn't going to get you anything apart from no. some extra no. practice. Yeah. Um, so what your so are you? So there's been a lot of talk about whether because like it or not, Returnal is a triple A game. It's priced as a triple A game. It's as expensive mm-hmm. as Call of Duty or FIFA or Mario Kart or whatever. It's more expensive um, than Resident Evil Village. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, yeah. context. Um, so like it or not, the game is a triple A game. It's being looked at as a triple A game, reviewed as a triple A game, conceived and thought about as a triple A game. But what are you describing in everything that's been mentioned so far? Are you describing a triple A game? And I'm thinking about that in a way of like whether or not it's fair on the consumer, really. Like we've kind of... Triple A means a certain thing, um, even if more casual players don't use the term Triple A. They, they, you know, blockbuster experiences at a blockbuster game price. Um, is it fair on the consumer to say, "Here's your next," uh, and and as a PS Five exclusive as well for Sony to say, "Here's your next blockbuster experience," uh, priced and exclusive, etc., like The Last of Us, like Uncharted, whatever. Um, ratchet and clank whatever other playstation games there are um and here you go 
and you start playing it and it's a game that you can't save you can barely progress for 20 hours you are not really sure what all of these different things are doing in the game because it doesn't tell you much it's called a bit it's kind of a trial and error and sort of piecemeal piece up as you go um is it i hate to use the word acceptable but you know is it is it has it been fairly communicated mm. as a triple a game as to what people are getting in for here because it's not like an uncharted or typical triple a games or even fifa or call of duty even if you're just playing those online you still know what you're getting uh where you can mm. just start playing it and it's like in x amount of time you can finish it move on to the next game or you know that you're good for the next year of just playing fifa or call of duty online with your mates or randoms or whatever Returnal is very much a hardcore, it, is, it's, it embodies an, an essence that is very much on the more hardcore end of mm. smaller developers or indie game creators making games for people like them, basically, other yeah. hardcore players. Because um, it's more hardcore, I say it's more hardcore, Returnal is more hardcore than like Bloodborne is or Demon's Souls. Um, it's way more punishing than those just because mm. again you don't because of the constant restarting from the start um and losing yeah. everything that you've gained pretty much it's more it's certainly more willing to leave you with nothing far more than yeah than bloodborne or, or souls games do in the nature of their progression they are still games that you move through that you you move towards an yeah. end point that you can finish you know in maybe you know not a weekend perhaps or maybe but, yeah. but I a guess, week or whatever yeah um, i wonder if the question is is it so is it fair that this is a triple a game uh is it fair it's positions in that way or is the question kind of defunct and actually uh, this sort of fabled casual gamer that only plays Candy Crush and FIFA doesn't actually, doesn't actually really exist in the same way anymore. And actually the space, the consumer space for video games is actually now at the right point where something like this can be a AAA mm. game or is it not? Well, yet? it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a big question. It's a big subject. I think, so to talk on that last point, I think definitely there is a, yeah, this, this notion of the player that needs a tutorial to the extent that we see tutorials take cyberpunk as a relatively recent example, uh, where you're being taught how to shoot your gun and how to take cover and how to, oh, and if somebody's shooting at you, stand behind something. The notion of the player that needs that kind of tutorial, I think is, uh, far less common than it used to be to the point that I don't know who those tutorials are for, really. Like yeah. the, the idea that I'm playing my first game and, oh, it's cyberpunk and I've never played. What button do I press? Yeah. Or what button do I think I press to shoot my gun? You know, like it's... Yeah, I guess the thing on that is, I suppose, every giant game like cyberpunk, and cyberpunk for all its problems still sold millions and millions and millions of copies, every game that's selling that many copies will be someone's first game. Sure, Yeah it's uh, maybe yeah maybe it's the form in which it's like well i want to i want to engage in this or i've started this and i want to just quit out of it because it's not it's not i don't need to do this um it's not a thing that i don't need to be taught how to press a you know to fire a gun um so perhaps yeah and sure the more something sells the more likely it is that you're going to hit those people that have never played a game before returnal um as a i think it is a question of education i think as in potentially us educating ourselves 
I I don't know. I don't think I'm particularly comfortable with the idea that because something is X, it means that it should be kind of priced as such. I mean, of course, there are external factors that might mean that it had to be. It had to have that price point because of the resources that went into it and all the rest of it. It's like, well, this is what this represents. There's there's that. But that's separate to the actual game itself. Yeah. Um, Just one thing. I think there's there's maybe this is a bit cynical, but there could also be a cynicism element here from Sony as well, saying that, well, there are no PS5 exclusives and haven't been since launch, really. So we can get away with pricing this as a mega exclusive giant charge, whatever we want for a mm. game. And then I think it's on the publisher side, more than the developer side, really, where the mm. questions are asked. Because even if Housemark weren't pushing it, weren't producing it in that way, Sony pushing it like that way does then set up a kind of a, an essence and a vibe around the game which is, oh, okay, well, this is like those other giant big budget made for everyone Sony exclusives that Sony have pushed in this way before. Mm. Like, yeah. Ghost of like Ghost of Tsushima, you know, all of these games that are, they are hardcore eventually, but they are, they have an incredibly gentle run up, like learning yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the there is a question of ability uh so i know that you for example so you hadn't played the game for as long as i had when you beat the first boss uh i you know i did it probably later that same day that you did but i'd already been playing the game for a few days you know prior to you playing it so there is a um there is an ability thing that comes into this which isn't and I've also on like the Souls games, I've got stuck on certain bosses. I don't remember now, but I remember, you know, back in the day playing the original Demon Souls and the original Dark Souls and being stuck and having to do those bosses time and time and time yeah, and time weeks again. Weeks later. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's like, it, it, I feel like perhaps the same questions could could have been asked around that and probably were in terms of difficulty. Certainly the, the conversation about difficulty came up. And that's an interesting thing because the Souls games have had this enduring reputation for being difficult and when you go and play them now, it's like, well, are they, or are they just more oh, difficult than yeah. than what we used I, to, they don't cater to, or they don't yeah. pander to, but even by comparison to Returnal, they do, they do, or there, there is at least that through line that's yeah, exactly. pulling you I through. Think, I think that's, a, that's a thing. Cause it is, the question is somewhat about difficulty, but it's slightly removed from difficulty because it's difficulty of progression in Returnal, I mm. think, rather than mm-hmm. just difficulty of this next enemy that's in front of you. Cause no, like each individual enemy in a Souls yeah. game is tougher than each individual enemy in Returnal is yeah but the difficulty in returnal is the progression and but i think specifically on its form factor the roguelike form factor of restarting you every single time yeah i think that's the that's the point where i think that's where some of the maybe surprise from some players who are not that kind of okay Mm -hmm. with this genre and now it's being priced and positioned as a triple a game it's like, well, what's what the hell is happening? Yeah, like, and I think some of that could be it could be lessened. The if the impact of that could be lessened if you could do something like save and quit. It's quite. It seems it sounds like such a basic thing, but when you're having to commit so much, not just in terms of attention and concentration to any one session, but just in terms of logistics and time, and do I have the time to play for, play this now? If I'm sharing a house and multiple people use the PlayStation, can I do this? Can I tie this thing up? So it's like that plays a part. And if you could save and quit, then some of that goes away because you don't, you just don't have those spiky bits of resistance that you have to consider when you think, am I going to sit down and play Returnal? Um, 
I think the the thing that's there's yeah there's an in-game communication problem perhaps and i didn't think of it as a problem previously i just thought well that's they've chosen to go in that direction but it's exemplified for me by the fact that until recently in biomes one and four where you get access to your ship you could sleep in your ship repeatedly to heal yourself up to full health and i took that when i first saw the news of that online it was presented as an exploit and I took that to be, well, that's just that how it's meant to be. Like you're the reason there was a very clear design reason for me that you could sleep in your ship repeatedly to heal yourself. And that was to give you the best possible start. And as a cushion, it was Housemark making concessions to the difficulty and saying, well, OK, this game is difficult. You're going to die a lot. But if you're willing to make the trek back to your ship periodically, you can heal yourself up to full health and then you can go from there. Fit, being at full health is more than just having more health, believe it or not, because when you're at full health, every piece of green resin that you pick up increases your or, or works towards increasing your overall health, whereas those same resources, if you're not at full health, just heal you. So there's a little bit of a death spiral thing on going on and also a, um, you know, you do well, you get rewarded, you do better, you get rewarded more and that, that facilitates you performing better so i took the being able to sleep at any point as a concession and then it got patched out and then i then I, and i was surprised by it. I thought, well, so it, it actually was an exploit it either it wasn't intended in the first place which i find it hard to believe that they didn't know that you could do that or on balance they looked at how that was being used from player data and decided that that's not in the spirit of the game they're going to remove it which is odd because it feels like it punishes the very people who are going to have the biggest trouble yeah. loving returnal because you're saying no you can't heal yeah, and it was exactly. only in those two biomes it was literally one and four so it's not even like every time no but it makes so the game a- it makes the game even more hardcore mm. yeah. um which is gonna yeah as you say move it further away from some of those people who have bought it as yes the next big ps5 exclusive has yeah. come out i'm gonna buy every ps5 exclusive like i did for every ps4 one and you know they, they hit every single time or whatever uh now they're playing this game that's just super hard but they've, I can they've found some upon this exploit being bewildered. Yeah, yeah now and now the exploit two days after they started playing it yeah. now, the, now the first update <laughs> to the game and so they've made it even harder for me um because i at don't the very like, point yeah at the very point where you need people to be on board you know yeah it's the fact that it was in the first biome was it's it, that's why it seems like such a deliberate decision it is odd to me because the people that don't need that won't use it and yeah, well, like I didn't even, know that you know, that was a thing. I didn't know that that was a thing until after it got patched out. I don't right. Think. So you've got yeah, you've kind of um, only ever played it in the in the way perhaps that it was intended or the way that Housemark now want you to to play yeah. it. But there are the small things, and this is part of the educational element for me is learning. For example, there's a particular artifact that increases your overall health by 25%. Some of the, even just the communication of that isn't very clear because it's like, well, is that 25% of what my health is now? Or is that, it just adds 25 to this number. And it turns out it doesn't add 25%. So I was running around trying to boost up my health as much as I could to then pick up that that artifact that you always see in the, in that biome, thinking it would increase my current health. If my current health is at 185, it would increase that by 25%. And it doesn't. It just increases it by a set 25 value. So that's very poorly communicated. But when you pick up that thing, it fully heals you. So knowing that, you can pick it up last. You can run around, you can get shot, you can be low on health. You can then pick that up and it's going to boost you all the way back up. So there's an element of like you learn these. It doesn't tell you that. You learn these things as you play 
but you will only you're only going to learn those things if you're invested enough to play the game in the first place and so again it's kind of rewarding the people that are invested without doing a tremendous amount to invest those that aren't yeah and that's problematic potentially for from a long from a longer term player base standpoint that's problematic but yeah. then does how much does that matter when it's not a multiplayer game that's yeah well i can imagine a lot of people have bounced off the game phenomenally quickly. absolutely i imagine there's yeah. a lot of people who played it for one hour or two hours or less and have never played it again and intend never to play it again mm-hmm. and yeah and I it leaves a bad taste in the mouth yeah because you've spent as you say 70 quid or something and it's yeah like, and so i i don't love the idea that like price of a game should determine what genre it is or how difficult it should be or what form it takes but I do understand that there is a communication problem and I do Mm. have sympathy with people who have bought it at this high price, the high price determining that it's going to be a certain sort of spectacle, polished, AAA, there's an element of it being for everyone involved here uh, and it doesn't cater to that some of that crowd whatsoever mm. so i do have genuine sympathy and think that the, the the industry as a whole has not done a very good job of diversifying what triple a means triple a does mean it's not just the way it's not just a cost involved in making the game it is a style mm. of game um yeah there are many styles of triple a games but they all tend to have similar things i.e they're accessible people can play them you can adapt the difficulty level to you you can pick and choose what you want to engage with what you want to ignore um this doesn't do that uh, and i'm not saying that it should be uncharted of course not but um better communication of what it is is definitely necessary because i don't think the other i don't think the just the total nuclear option and saying a game like this mm. can never be a triple a game is right either because then triple a just becomes this increasingly narrow 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 tiny field mass, of what yeah. the game actually yeah. is so that's not helpful on a creative level that's not helpful for the financial or diversity health of the industry and what it creates artistically at all but to go this does feel like maybe it's too far in the other way not on a not on a design basis house marker have made a great game but yeah just in sort of just letting people know what they're getting in for Mm. really and and i don't know how they would do that because a lot of the people who don't know what they're getting in for are not going to be reading the channels or reading the messaging and they can't uh, that are going to communicate that to them and it's not like they can say on an advert oh this game's really amazing it's oh but only play it if you like hades or if you like these other or if you're prepared to suffer through the first 30 percent there is there you know philosophically there is there is a a standpoint here which is well in order for games like this to be accepted and understood as triple a there just needs to they need to exist and so it you know maybe becomes a a jumping off point yeah it becomes a jumping off point of you know, going forwards, it's like, well, is this AAA like Uncharted AAA or is this AAA like Returnal AAA? Like, it's a fork in the road. Or like Death Stranding is another one. This That falls yeah. somewhere in between, I think, those two things. Yeah, and um, the, Soul, the Souls games as well, as mm-hmm. explained, are like that. I, th- I still think, again, they inhibit many more common systems, the upgrading system and the experience point system, the Souls or the Echoes or whatever, mm. are more in line with what you'd normally expect. And it still has the pretty traditional 
progression systems for all its differences in progression. It's still largely RPG traditional. Um, yeah. The big thing in this one, I think, is the I've died and they start the whole game again. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people will be playing this, comparing it to other AAA PlayStation games and being like, whoa. So it's like in Uncharted, if I die on the last level, I've got to start the whole game again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that, and I think that could be, you know, there could be a, by default, perhaps there's more in-game messaging around that, which you can then switch off if you don't want to see that, that when you die, there is some level of reassurance of this is what that means. And this is the stuff that you're going to take forward and like, you know, almost like a setting up a, you are meant to die in this game. You're going to, and you are meant to, and that's part of the game. That's part of the story, even the narrative is that. That's tied very, very directly into the narrative of the constant cycle of dying and what that means for that character to come across her own corpses. There's, there is definitely, and they are, to be clear, they're, they're not your own. It's not like a souls thing where you go back to the place that you died. They are placed corpses at certain narratively uh, pertinent points uh, to unlock more of the story. So I think, yeah, more communication could definitely be beneficial. I mean, and it would help everybody. In natural and being, language as well, not yes, like jargon. Yeah, it doesn't need to be in the, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't need to be in the, yeah, like the in-game stuff. Just put the message on outside of the game, effectively. It's like, here's a message to you, the player, to understand this thing. Um, and But having said all of that, for some, as somebody that is invested and enjoying it, I know that I can absolutely... Uh, there's been a couple of things, you know, the game has crashed, which is maddening when that happens because there is no way to get it back. It's gone. There's no load point. You have no other choice but to restart. Um, so that's, you know, an outside sort of external mechanical issue. But even internally, there's been points where I've died and been super frustrated. But there's also that carries with it for me. It imbues what you're doing or what I'm doing with a weight which means when I got to the second world boss and beat that boss first time, I was like fist pumping, like, you know, my heart was going 10 to the dozen. And it was genuinely like a rush to beat that first time and then be like, yes, because I understood that if I died, I was going all the way back to the beginning of the game. And once you beat the bosses, you do open up the option to fast travel to other biomes. So there is there is a kind of a concession in that sense that you can skip f- straight from world one to say world three but in doing that there's gameplay decisions you have to make along the way because then you're not as leveled up as you would have been when you get to that point so it's like the roguelike element of again something like hades but really stretched really far out elongated to the point where everything is taking a lot longer from each session to your unlocks and yeah i mean it's it would it behooves players to know that before they go in um you know i've got friends who i've said like the returnal was an amazing game i'm not sure if it's for you if what you want to do is see the beginning middle and end of the game over the course of two weeks and be done with it it's not the really that sort of experience um and for whatever reason you know it's just that's one of those things that i found over the last eight, nine months with Hades and now this really is, and Hitman as well. I seem to, you know, there's definitely a, a pattern for me at the moment of games that I, you are expected to replay or you get stuff out of replaying that I'm really enjoying more than more than the sort of the more directly focused narrative of just progressing through a story. Um, 
but yes is it for everybody absolutely not uh and hopefully the more it gets talked about the more people will understand what it is before they go into it and we'll have more happy returnal players than really irritated and annoyed returnal players yeah well i mean hopefully it survives because i don't know what its sales numbers are like haven't looked that up but hopefully it survives to the point where enough people are still playing it where it can be kind of like the base for Mm. a foundation for more stuff more expansions more concepts to be added to it a lot because it does feel like um it's a systems heavy game already but it does feel like the more uh, like you can you can learn and master the systems and memorize them pretty quickly so it does sort of open it up to constant expansion on a mm. on a on a game design level beyond just and now here's a new you know a biome like here's the here's the yeah. uh, new aesthetic to this to this place yeah. or or whatever yeah, it would. Yeah, and that, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, it, as you say, hopefully it does well because it would be a shame if, like, for Housemark particularly, because you know followed we've we've been following them for a while and played their games on, on stream and stuff. Um, but yeah, it would be a shame for Returnal's legacy to be a failed experiment rather than a jumping-off point for other things. Thank you for listening. Have you played Returnal? What do you think about the way its form and design has been communicated and how that impacts its positioning as a AAA game? Come and get involved in the discussion. We are at Indie by Design on Twitter and on all other social media platforms. And whilst you're on our Twitter, you'll also find a link to our Discord and our website. So do take the moment to check those out too. And if you like the show and you want it to reach more people, then please do take a second to leave us a five-star review on iTunes as it really, really, really does help us reach more people and help us become more visible. Otherwise... All the best and stay safe.